Mr. Chair. Thank you very much. Good evening, everyone. I am Mitch Cohen. I chair the Northboro Board of Selectmen. I will call to order the Board of Selectmen meeting of Monday, February 27th, 2023. I have some introductory remarks, as I do every meeting where we post on Zoom. Uh, this meeting, uh, this open meeting of Northboro Board of Selectmen is being conducted remotely, <clears throat> consistent with the July 16, 2022 Act relative to extending certain COVID-19 measures adopted during the state of emergency. All members of the Northboro Board of Selectmen are allowed and encouraged to participate remotely. This order allows the Northboro Board of Selectmen to meet entirely remotely so long as reasonable public access is afforded so that the public can follow along with the deliberations of the meeting. The public is encouraged to follow along using the posted agenda unless the chair notes otherwise. Members of the public who view, wish to view the live stream of the meeting may do so by going to Northboro Remote Meetings on YouTube via the link posted on the agenda. Ensuring public access does not ensure public participation unless pu such participation is required by law. This meeting will feature public comment. I will now confirm that members of the board can uh, be seen and heard. Um, let's see, just in order as everyone is appearing on my screen, Scott Rogers. Present. Jason Bro, Present. Julianne Hirsch. Present. Christian Wickstead did let us know that uh, due to a family commitment, she was unable to um, make the meeting tonight. Um, we have several important staff members present. Again, in order, as I see people on my screen, we have uh, Fire Chief Dave Parenti. Present. Thank you. Uh, Town Administrator John Kader. Present. Assistant Town Administrator Becca Meekins. Present. DPW Director Scott Charpentier. Present. Police Chief Bill Liver. Present. We also have Northboro Cable with us for technical support. Um, and let's begin the meeting. As always, first uh, item on our agenda is public comment. If any members of the public wish to comment on anything, primarily anything uh, not related to agenda items, please raise your virtual Zoom hand and I will recognize you. Not seeing anything, going once, going twice. Okay, no public input at the start of the meeting, that's fine. Approval of meeting minutes is our first agenda item. Is there a motion or any discussion? Mr. Chairman, I move the board vote to approve the January 23rd, 2023 meeting minutes as presented. Second. Okay, we have a motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. Julianne. Aye. Scott. Aye. Jason. Aye. I also vote aye. Vote is unanimous in favor. The meeting minutes are approved. Thank you very much. Next up is we have the review of the preliminary town meeting warrant summary. John, you want to uh, give us a quick walkthrough? Sure. So at this point in the uh, town meeting prep, uh, we're just trying to get all of the articles compiled. What I had given you in your packet is just a summary listing, but just to kind of walk you through the, the general sense of how things are shaping up. Uh, overall, at this stage, we're looking at uh, uh, 51, 52 articles, if you want to include reports, although in 20 years, I've never seen anybody give a report at the end of town meeting. Uh, so 51 articles, actionable articles. Um, uh, you've worn structured the standard way. Uh, the first, uh, the first um, uh, approximately uh, 12 articles are the uh, uh, budgets of the various uh, components, the water sewer, town, Acibit, Algonquin, K-8 school. And then we have our uh, stabilization contribution and the uh, emergency reserve account. Uh, beginning article 13, uh, we have an appropriation of the opioid settlement funds. So this is something new this year. As you know, we participated in the settlements for the um, um, for the opioids. Uh, the town has money that we have received and is continuing to receive. It's actually a second round of settlements that are coming through that we're participating in. So uh, we don't know, uh, we don't have all the details on that yet, but the long and short of it is uh, we did request, the MMA, Mass Municipal Association requested that uh, the state approve a special revenue account so we can segregate these funds because they have to be used uh, in compliance with the settlement agreements. Um, because the state did not uh, approve the creation of a special revenue account, uh, 
what uh, what's being recommended is that these funds that came in that they be placed into a uh, a separate warrant uh, article. Uh, it doesn't necessarily uh, mean they're being appropriated to, for use, but it sets them aside. Um, so that's what we're going to do this time through. Hopefully, in the next cycle, the uh, the um, Division of Local Services, Department of Revenue will will approve. Actually, they're the ones that also recommended the uh, special revenue account. But again, the legislature failed to act on that in time. So, uh, so that money's just being uh, segregated at this point. Um, Article 14 uh, is senior tax relief. This was something that was requested uh, to uh, for us to look into. At your next meeting, the uh, finance director will be here. Um, spe specifically, we're talking about um, Amendments to uh, Mass General Law, Chapter 59, Section 5, Clause 41A. This is the deferred taxes. Um, so we were asked to look at maybe increasing the income eligibility uh, component to that. Uh, so we put a placeholder on town meeting warrant for that. From there, you have Article 15 through 24. Those are the capital budget articles. So these are the uh, items the that will be funded or request funding at town meeting for uh, various equipment, uh, building, and uh, capital-related. Article 25 is the Algonquin Athletic Complex article. So because that is the regional high school, it's not part of our town of Northborough capital budget, but yet it is a large capital project, but that will be uh, requiring a rather unique process, has to be approved by both Southborough's um, town meeting as well as Northborough's. Uh, the regional high school would be the issuing authority for any associated debt. So for us, it's a simple majority, but that article is on there as well. Um, article 26 is the uh, 13 Church Street easement on your agenda today. Uh, later on this evening is a temporary memorandum of agreement for that easement. It does ultimately need approval from town meeting. So uh, that will finish buttoning up that uh, issue. Article 27 is changing of the board of selectmen to the select board. Article 28 is getting uh, removing the residency requirement of the town administrator. 29 is a consolidated personnel bylaw. These are the wage increases. Um, it's formulaic process through the personnel uh, through the personnel bylaw. The non-union folks get the average union contract, so it's just updating that that schedule. And then Article 30 through uh, 35 are the uh, community preservation fund um, articles that are coming forward that the committee has brought forward. Um, then Article uh, 36 is an amendment to the town code, which uh, eliminates the um, or modifies uh, the earth removal uh, bylaw. And then Article 37 through 50 uh, are 14 zoning amendments that are being proposed. Uh, my understanding is the planning board is still going through the hearing process, so it's, so it's still being finalized. Uh, and then last but not least, Article 51 is acceptance of uh, Mass General Law, Chapter 39, Section 23D. This is proposed by the Planning Director, Lori Connors. It allows um, allows a planning board uh, member or a board member to participate in deliberation, vote on something if they've missed a meeting, basically because they were able to view the meeting, view all of the documents and record to date. It eliminates the issue of us. Uh, of us uh, not being able to move forward because somebody had a family emergency or missed a meeting, uh, not being able to vote on the final meeting. So she's proposed that to move forward. And that in a nutshell is uh, are the 51 articles that are before you. I did not place anything on here uh, regarding or pertaining to white cliffs at this point. Um, it, based on discussions, it does not appear that that's going to be uh, ready to move forward uh, for a town meeting, uh, given the the state of the review of that uh, potential reuse. Um, so otherwise that those are the Warren articles just listed out at your next meeting on the 13th. We'll have uh, the full warrant for your review. Uh, the board will also vote on March 13th to close the warrant. And basically that's saying, these are the articles that are moving forward to town meeting. And then the balance of time is spent developing those, sending the town council for, uh, for their ultimate review. And then, um, uh, the warrant will be posted uh, by April 10th in accordance with the town code. Um, and uh, and that just gives us time staff to flush out the balance of the uh, the wording and so forth. Um, but not a bad town meeting. Um, you know, we've had longer, uh, but uh, but um, we've also had shorter. So 
I'm happy to answer any questions anybody has about the, the summary list or the process moving forward. Julianne. Um, John, could you explain the earth removal? removal? Yeah, what we'll do is we'll have, um, once they're completed, the uh, town planner will send uh, a memo and can come in and do a quick presentation to the board if you'd like regarding all of the zoning uh, changes. Um, I don't have that in front of me at the moment and uh, so I, I, I don't wanna misspeak to it, uh, but there's, as I said, there's including that one, there's 16 uh, bylaw amendments, 17 bylaw amendments that are coming forward. So, um, but you'll get a, a summary uh, report on that uh, at your next meeting. Okay, and um, one one more question about that. Oh, gosh, sorry. Um, that it's I I I. No, you oh, muted yourself. Just muted yourself by accident. I suspect. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, the the town meeting is not on the town calendar. I as of a few days ago. Can that be put on for people who are planning? business trips and things like that. Sure. And also, um, you know, every year I bring this up that it'd be nice to do some serious advertising for town meeting. And this year, I would like to propose that we have some of those signs like people use during election time, just make enough that we can put them in front of municipal buildings. I'd like to know what, um, my fellow board members feel about that. I know that we always use the digital sign, you know, the big one on the truck, but but I also understand that that sometimes has to be used for other reasons. But if we could, if we could have some designated signs for a town meeting, I think um, I think it shows shows that we want everybody to be there. And for a lot of people who haven't grown up here, they don't even know about town meetings. So. That's my thought. I like the idea in general of, of promoting town meeting, uh, trying to get um, attendance and participation up, um, as well as looking for ways to lessen the burden for new participants from, uh, from understanding what's going on, because sometimes it can be a little overwhelming your first time through or or think it will be overwhelming if it, even if it, the end it is not. Probably a few things we could do in that regard. So I could price out what it would cost to get 12 or 15 signs then come back at, for the next meeting. Is that suitable to everyone? Uh, Scott, you had your hand up. I, I was gonna ask from a budget perspective, yeah, where do you think you, the money would come from and what staff member would be tasked to uh, do this work? Oh, I, I don't, I don't think it would, it, I, it doesn't have to be a probably staff looking, member. Probably looking just, at a couple hundred dollars if we were to do this. I mean, I, I would ask John to, you know, say, do we have a couple hundred dollars in a board of selectmen account that could be used for this? Certainly there's money allocated for preparing for town meeting um, within all of the areas. I don't know. I haven't thought about this before now, but perhaps there's some funding uh, you know, available somewhere to do this. I would also say that let's, let's look at ways to increase the information about town meeting without placing additional financial or work burdens on staff. Yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, like when you run for office, you just go to Staples and get some some signs made. It's, uh, you know, I, I'll run it by Andy Dowd and, you know, to make sure that it's all the correct information. But um, I, I do tend to feel that the more we reach out to people, the better attendance will be. And a lot of important decisions are made there. I guess my uh, initial, you know, point is a great, as Mitch said, it's great to get the word out. Um, this seems to be like, a small thing, and and if the intent is to really get more word out, I think there's other ways that it can be done. Um, and everybody should know that by now, you know, when when town meeting occurs, you see it in the town news. 
uh, it's advertised in the newspapers, you get email blasts on it. But um, I, I'm a little uncomfortable spending more money and tasking staff to go on on little tasks for us. I don't think we're here to task staff to do errands for us. Yeah, could the chair, if I may, let, let me just, I'm assuming we're looking at municipal buildings. Let me take a look at it. And um, I don't know what it would cost. I don't know what the sign, you know, I would think we'd want to make signs that um, can be reused every year. So it might say fourth Monday and not the date. Otherwise, you're going to have to throw them out and start again next year. Um, but uh, let me let me look into that. Okay. Sounds good, Jason. I think it probably goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, that there are any number of uh, social media uh, groups where there are many eyeballs and uh, and any notification about the timing of town meeting is going to reach a lot of people with very little effort. Um, if you happen to be a member in those groups, then it's easy enough to post something repeatedly to make people aware. Hey, I, I completely agree with that, Jason, yet somehow I run across people every year who don't know that town meeting has just occurred uh, and everything else. So finding some other way of getting to people is probably a good idea. Um, I think this might be a different way of approaching it. But let's wait and see what uh, what John comes back with and see if it makes some sense. Um, I, I like the idea in general of, of talking about ways of promoting town meeting participation um, better. And, you know, we can find, find additional ways to do that, not just not just sign. That's something maybe we, we have some conversations about, including with the town moderator to make sure. Um, include him in the process since that's his meeting. Okay. Thank you, Julian. Any other questions on the draft warrant? I have one, John, the um, Article 49, you mentioned that we wouldn't have, um, you know, at least we're not expecting to have White Cliffs related articles on there, but that's a White Cliffs zoning article. Is that something the planning board is considering putting forward for this town meeting or are you waiting to see? Yes, they're, they're looking at uh, Lori, Lori Connors, uh, the planning director had proposed uh, uh, a zoning change there. Right now, without a zoning change, there's really not much that can be done there because the existing yeah. use is no longer grandfathered because it hasn't been, uh, it's been more than two years. So she had recommended that. Uh, my understanding is the planning board is going to take that up and um, I'm not sure what the status of that is. That's one I'm waiting on to, to receive some communication regarding. Great. Maybe um, at our next meeting when we, uh, as a board, talk about Wycliffe's in some detail, maybe we can talk about that that article. Um, Lori will obviously would be part of the discussion then anyway. She can let us know what the planning board is working on. Okay. Great. Any other questions about the draft warrant? Okay, there's nothing that needs to get approved at this point, so we will move along. Um, approval of legislative priorities letter. John, at our last meeting, you presented a number of, uh, of draft items. We had a good discussion about them. You've assembled a letter uh, consistent with that discussion. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to present on that or uh, first that, that and then following up if any board members have discussion or questions. Sure. We gave you the topics last time. The, this is um, the draft, actual draft of the letter that would go out to the governor as well as our legislative delegation. What we try to do is uh, we identify the issue or the, or the concern, and then we bring the specifics to Northborough, how it impacts our community, why this is an important item for us. Just to, for those who may be viewing, the two things, the uh, uh, chapter 90 transportation funds we're asking for additional money there to help us with all of the roadway sidewalk drainage infrastructure issues that the town is uh facing um and then in various accounts of different uh mechanisms for this just general state aid as well as several accounts that are specific to the um to the school department uh both the regional and the k-8 that are somewhat off book. You know, they're not direct, uh, necessarily direct state aid, but uh, things like uh, 
the special education circuit breaker, regional transportation reimbursements, uh, making sure that uh, they understand the, the rationale behind those. Um, so again, this is the draft or this uh, this current draft of the full letter to go out is on the webpage um, under the board's packet. Uh, we did also, as we have uh, in prior years, uh, include on the off chance that the legislative delegation has an opportunity to include an earmark for us. We've included a few earmark projects, one being the fire station project. Uh, another is the Northboro Reservoir dam removal, uh, sidewalk repair project, and the Acibit Hill drainage um, repair project. So these are sort of um, large uh, projects that we've seen other of a similar nature that we've seen other communities successfully obtain an earmark for. So um, usually what happens is it's at the 11th hour, we'll get a frantic call from our delegation member saying, hey, uh, being asked by uh, you know by the chair, you know if there's anything that I'd like to submit doesn't mean you're going to get it, but if you don't ask, you definitely will not get it. Uh, so by having these sort of pre-packaged and pre-canned, we literally can just send them again uh, in a moment's notice. We were successful in the last round of getting fifty. We asked for three hundred thousand, but we got fifty thousand for the Lincoln Street culvert, which again is is something, um, but uh, you know. We've seen neighboring communities with a little bit more senior uh, legislative delegation able to secure some significant earmarks for their communities, which has been a little disappointing for us. Uh, we're in a bit of a transition with our delegation, um, but um, but it's important that they know if they have the opportunity to ask for one of these uh, earmarks, uh, potentially funding becomes available through a supplemental budget or state ARPA funding or whatever the case may be. Um, we wanna make sure that they know these are the things that are priority for us and we'd like to see those included. So that is the um, that is the package. Uh, what we'd like to do uh, as a standard at this time is if we get the blessing from the board, we'll, uh, we'll send the letters out uh, to our delegation and they will be in at your uh, meeting on the 13th. And we'll use this, um, letter as a sort of a template to walk through the priorities of the community, uh, allow them to tell us what they're working on and uh, what their positions are uh, on these various uh, legislative priorities and create hopefully a good a good dialogue and some movement on the issues that are important to the Northboro community. So, so what I'm looking for tonight is the uh, go ahead nod that uh, this is um, uh, acceptable for, from the board's perspective to send out and, uh, and by doing so, uh, we'll have the chairman physically sign the document and uh, and then we'll send it out to our delegation. We want to make sure we get it in their hands, you know, right away. So they have a couple of weeks at least to to review this. Uh, so we have a productive meeting. I'm happy to answer any questions anybody has regarding the contents of the letter. Jason, then Julianne. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, I would just like to um, to ask about or to point out that uh, historically the allocation for chapter 90 funding has been 200 million over the last five years or so. And historically we have suggested or requested that it be increased to 300 million. Here in this letter, we're asking for it to be increased to 330 million. John, could you just give us a little background for the reason uh, for that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do that. As you know, uh, I presented this to the Mass Municipal Conference uh, back in January, this is a top priority of the um, of all the municipalities in the state, and essentially the argument is they looked at 200 million back when it was locked in and adjusted for inflation. And the reality is uh, that 200 million really needs to be 330 million uh, to have the same buying power. So every year, as you know, the same allotment gets approved and every year through inflation and the normal cost of, of increase in, in the cost of doing business, it eats away at your real buying power, how many roads you can actually um, uh, repair or, or, or work that you can get done. So it was, um, it was an attempt uh, by the Mass Municipal Association to really shame them into, hey, listen, not, not only have we been asking for this additional money because we need it, but it's been so long that, that that 200 million in terms of adjustment for inflation and what you could buy really should be 330 million. And so that's why 
you've seen that 300 million number for so long, but the MMA is pushing the 330 and we want to back that because that makes sense for us to, to get behind that number as well. Uh, again, the cost of doing these projects only continues to increase and the state has, um, has not adjusted you know, that those chapter 90 funds since I believe like 2012. So it's hurting us for sure. Thank you. Julianne, you had your hand up. Yeah, so um, as we talk about road repair, um, last time we did talk about mentioning e-commerce and the toll truck traffic takes on the town in terms of roads and safety and other things. And I noticed that that was eliminated. Could you explain why you decided to do that? Uh, yeah, it wasn't eliminated so much as, as I recall the conversation, um, we need a little, we need specificity and I'm not sure what exactly we're asking for. One of the things when we put this letter together, we try to uh, focus on specific bills or initiatives, budgets, or uh, or uh, things that we can can point to. That was sort of a just a general discussion, and we certainly can add something in. But I wasn't clear what that would be, or my recollection was that that would be something that, in terms of a general discussion, uh, with the legislative delegation when they came in. But I didn't have anything specific to add into this. There were no bills, there's no, so nobody submitted anything. So I didn't really know exactly what we were trying to get to. But if you want to submit something for, for the addition, we certainly can do that. But my understanding, my recollection of the meeting it was that we were going to have a kind of a general discussion. So, so my thought was that we could simply write up something about how towns in central Massachusetts you know, are feeling the impact of these distribution centers and warehouses. And just to um, keep our legislators aware of how it's affecting the towns and if there is anything coming up, such as camera laws, which we talked about last time, um, because I, I think, and I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't research this very well again, um, but I think Senator Brownsberger might have a bill this year about you, utilizing cameras. So, you know, just so that when those bills come up, they are mindful of the fact that our, we are concerned about e-commerce and its effect on, on the quality of life in Northboro. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with what John is saying about we don't have anything specific to include in the letter, but I agree with you, Julianne, those are items that should be discussed. So um, we could add um, in the, um, which is the category here. Yeah, there's local local aid. I'm just looking through the letter. I'm looking first to see if there's a good place where we can include something. And I'm not, I'm not seeing it because most of them are funding related and that's not really, yeah, that's not funding. Um, and it's certainly not earmark section. I would, I would say let's maybe what you could do, Julianne is send an email to our legislators and say, by the way, I'm going to bring this up in discussion um, during the meeting. But because there wasn't a specific bill to call out um, and it wasn't directly funding related, it didn't make it into the letter, that doesn't mean it's not important to the board. Okay, sure. Um... And, and also, um, actually, towards the end, sometimes the, the legislators will just say, is there anything else, you know, that you want to talk about? So could we all agree that that's another way that we could just, you know, keep them aware of our situation here? Okay. Yes. Thank, thank you for, for adding that in, Julianne. That makes sense. Thanks. Okay. Did anyone else have anything? that they wanted to comment on, add, subtract, change, 
from the letter. Okay, is there a motion to send the letter? Mr. Chair, I move the board vote to approve the legislative priorities letter as presented. Second. Motion's been made by Jason, seconded by Scott. Uh, any other discussion? All those in favor say aye. Uh, Jason? Aye. Julianne? Aye. Scott? Aye. I also vote aye. Vote is unanimous in favor. We've got our letter. Thank you very much for putting that together, John. Very good. There'll be, uh, as I said, the delegation is all confirmed. They'll be at your meeting on March 13th to discuss your priorities. Excellent. Looking forward to that. Um, next up on our agenda, we have um, approval and memorandum of agreement for an easement at 13 Church Street. Um, so my understanding is Scott Sharpentier, you're going to be uh, presenting this to us? Yes. Certainly, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, so as you're aware, the town put out an RFP uh, back in January of 2022 for the old fire station located at 13 Church Street. Um, part of that RFP included um, identification of a, a possible rear lot line discrepancy. Um, as the process went forward, um, the abutting uh, property owner, uh, WCD, 44 West Main Street, came to us and kind of re-highlighted the fact that he believes there's a discrepancy in the rear property line. Uh, the town engaged a professional land surveyor. Um, that work began in February and March of 2022. In April, we received a, a formal uh, confirmation that our, the lot line that we thought was in error um, was not, it was correct. So the abutting property um, had the lot line presented correctly. Um, the incorrect rear lot line dates back to like 1910 when that intersection was changed over and um, Route 20 was relocated. And when Church Street intersection moved, the property on our deeds rotated, which in actuality it didn't. The front line just moved because that's where the roadway moved to. Um, I can give you a graphic that kind of describes it a little better um, if I can share my screen. All right, let me see. Yes. Um, so this is Church Street. This rectangle, the shaded rectangle is the old fire station. WCD garage property is here. And if you see the red triangle, the left-hand line is where we thought the property line was. The right-hand line is where the neighboring property owner thought it was. And our surveyor confirmed that it is actually the line that goes through the pump station. We have a sanitary sewer pump station kind of right in the middle of that red triangle. Um, that pump station has been there since the early 90s. The, um, it is partially located on the abutters property. So we went forward with a land survey and easement development. The drawing you see in front of you now is the recordable easement drawing. The red rectangle you see identified as proposed easement A here. Um, is the, is the easement we're here to discuss, that WCD garage, the, the owner of 44 West Main Street would be granting to the town. Um, the lower rectangle you see that's in light green, that is, is an easement that'll be um, required when and if uh, 13 Church Street gets uh, um, conveyed over to a private developer. That easement is for municipal access to the pump station, as is the red one that WCD garage would be granting to us. Let me stop that. So when the research was done and the drawings were complete, um, we transmitted it over to the property owner of WCD in July. Uh, he processed it through his attorney. Negotiations um, went uh, were ongoing from late July through um, late October. Um, a verbal agreement was reached in the beginning of November. With the, uh, with the neighboring property owner. That agreement includes um, the town providing a municipal sewer stub within that easement to the, pro to the easement line. So the neighboring property could connect to a sanitary sewer. They're currently served by a septic system. Mm -hmm. And the sewer main on West Main Street is on the other side of the road by the town common. And that's under eight inches of concrete and four lanes of traffic. 
Um, not a very easy connection to make. Uh, much easier to go through the backyard, and that's where a septic system is anyway. The other piece of the negotiation was a waiver of the privilege fee. So in Northboro, in order for um, a, a new customer to connect into the sewer system, there's a mandatory privilege fee of $9,100 um, for that connection. We went before the Water Sewer Commission on January 31st, and the commissioners voted unanimously to waive that privilege fee of $9,100. So the, um, the town and the neighbor are in agreement on the, on the terms of the, um, of the uh, conveyance of the easement. We give them a pipe to connect to, we waive the privilege fee, he or she connects into the pipe when they're ready to. Um, town council drafted up the uh, MOA you see in your packets. It went through town council, it went through um, the abutters council, it went through the abutters mortgage council, um, back and forth a handful of times, um, as well as the easement language. And um, as of the end of last week, um, everybody was in agreement. So uh, if you have any questions uh, in detail about the, the MOA or um, yeah. the, the history I just gave you, I'm, I'm happy to happy to answer them. If, if I may, through the chair, uh, again, uh, dealing with real property and easements requires town meeting approval. So, uh, but one of the things that uh, we've been working on is try to get this memorandum of agreement as uh, Scott Sharpentier, DBW director just said. So it will require town meeting action, but in the interim, the MOA will allow all the parties to move forward. And the town does have an RFP out and a potential uh, private redevelopment of that of that parcel. And so this agreement as uh, structure would allow us to to move forward and take that into consideration pending the uh, the final easement acceptance at town meeting. Thank you, Scott and John. Any questions from the board? I will just say I'm very very happy that this is. <laughs> reached this this level of conclusion. I know it took a lot of work and certainly a lot of time. Um, so I'm I'm very pleased to see this before us. It's a lot of work for a tiny sliver of property, but yeah, but it, but important. If it was your property, it would be important to you. So. It's uh, it's important for both parties. It's important because it's WCD's property interest and certainly the town's property interest, uh, given the fact that we've got a pump station there. Right. Uh, Okay, we do have uh, one hand up in the audience. Uh, Lisa Sully, I will. Well, I'm trying to let you in, but I don't have the magic button. Uh, Chief Parenti, if you are there. I am. You're the oh, there, we there you go. There we go. All right, Lisa, if you could just identify yourself and tell us what's on your mind. Good evening, Lisa Maselli, 13 Church Street. Um, on the picture that had both the pump house and the easement in red and green, um, just a couple of questions. You said that, that West Street is too difficult to get the sewer connection through. How will the, how will the sewer connection be made? Imagine to Church Street and would it go through the easement by the pump house or how would that happen? Be happy to answer that, Mr. Chairman. Sure. The, um, before we do, Lisa, did you have any other comments or questions, or because I'd rather just um, hand it off to to whoever to answer those questions in total? All right. And the second one was again looking at the looking at the drawing. Um, I would assume then with the easement, um, the line changes of the lot line, close to, closer to um, the existing brick building now, not the pump house, but the fire station. So it's a little bit smaller lot, I imagine, than it was listed as. Um, and an easement such as that with the pump house, then there's no building or anything that could go on that easement. You, you could use it as a, a driveway, but you couldn't use it a, as a parking lot or anything, right? Okay, uh, thank you very much, Lisa. We'll take care of uh, answering those questions now. Okay. Uh, through the chair, the, uh, the first question about the sewer connection. Um, so the facility, the building's septic system is in the rear. The sewer stub that the town will provide will be within that easement to the limit of the easement. So at the sewer pump station, there's a wet well. There's a, uh, a gravity pipe that enters the wet well. Um, we would be putting in a new new sewer stub that accesses the uh, the gravity main that goes to the property to the easement property line. Um, there would be no work beyond that. 
Um, the uh, end of the pipe would be identified with a witness and um, a swing tie, so there'd be an as-built fort. And the expectation is that the abutter, when he um, discontinues use of a septic system, just extends that inlet pipe from the septic system to the stub um, at the rear of his property, which is at the, the, the edge of the easement. The other question regarding the, um, the use of the uh, easement within the 13 Church Street parcel, uh, that green rectangle, um, it can be paved, it can have parking, there can be no permanent structures on it. Um, there are a lot of utilities under there within, within that easement. We have a gas main, we have a sewer force main leaving, we have a sewer gravity main going in, underground electric and underground communication. Um, there is a lot of pipes underneath that, that easement. Um, so you can have parking, you can have pavement, you just cannot have a permanent structure. And through the chair, that easement has been known all along. So that, that piece hasn't changed anything. Great, thank you. Um, any other questions, uh, Jason? Uh, yeah, just for, uh, for purposes of the minutes, I think the commenter mistakenly announced her address is 13 Church Street, which is the subject property we're talking about. I believe the correct address for the commenter is 13 Maple Street. I didn't, I didn't catch that, but if so, um, yeah. I, I'm sure I can adjust that in the minutes. Thank, thank you for pointing that out. Okay, any other comments or questions? If not, I'll entertain a motion. Mr. Chairman, I move the board vote to approve the sewer pump station access and sewer service installation memorandum of agreement, parentheses, MOA, close parentheses, between the town and WCD Garage Incorporated for the town property at 13 Church Street and to authorize the town administrator to execute the MOA on behalf of the town together with the water and sewer commissioners and with the final form of the MOA subject to approval by town council. Second. Motion made by Julianne, seconded by Scott. Any other discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. Uh, uh, Jason. Aye. Scott. Aye. Julianne. Aye. I also vote aye. Vote is unanimous in favor. We have an MOA. Thank you very much. Um, Scott Charpentier and John Kader and everybody else who was involved in putting that together. Thank uh, you, Mr. Chairman. We're very, very happy to see this concluded. Um, next up on our agenda, we have discussion and approval for the town administrator recruitment RFP. John, give us a little guidance through this, please. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, so at your last meeting, we discussed uh, issuing an RFP, well, issuing a uh, solicitation to hire a consultant. Uh, a couple different avenues uh, that you can go down. Ultimately, uh, we chose the RFP process and the RFP stands for request for proposals. It's a specific legal process uh, under 30, chapter 30B, the procurement law that allows you to take into consideration uh, not just price, but the qualifications of the consultants. Uh, one of the things you could do this by quote, uh, but I imagine the board probably wouldn't want to hire the low bid consultant. That's probably not your priority. Um, but if, if, if that's a different process you'd like, we can go revisit that. So this is drafted as an RFP, uh, took a little bit uh, to put together, um, but essentially you can see the uh, beginning on page four is the scope of work. Um, and it runs through all the things that the consultant will help you do. Uh, the consultant, uh, we did add in here that for the consultant to assist with uh, trying to find some interim uh, town uh, administrators for, uh, for the board. Um, but really, it starts with uh, working with a, a screening committee that the uh, select board would create, and then the consultant would work at that screening committee, then to put together uh, uh, avenues for public input. Um, it would put together uh, basically marketing materials for the town, describing the community, um, and uh, describing the position and, uh, and the process. Uh, so the consultant would work with the screening committee essentially to go through uh, part of one, one of the reasons why you hire a consultant is a very difficult tight market right now for, for town managers and town administrators are a lot out there. Um, so one of the things that the consultant is specifically hired to do is to is task to is to uh, find qualified folks and in, in generate interest. Sometimes you'll find uh, an administrator or manager isn't necessarily in the market for a new job, but if they get a phone call, 
uh, and a nudge, you know, they could be persuaded to apply for a position. Um, so uh, that whole process would go through the screening committee following the creation of these marketing materials, uh, uh, the consultant working with the screening committee and the board would have several public input sessions about the characteristics, uh, traits, and the qualities of uh, the administrator that you'd be looking for. Um, all that gets put together. Ultimately, uh, the screening committee then would uh, shortlist the applicants, uh, screen them as implied in the name, and send uh, typically three, no more than four, applicants forward for the interview, a finalist interview with the select board. Uh, and then uh, part of that process between the screening committee level and the uh, select board's interview would be uh, background reference checks uh, that would be done uh, and that would be handled by the consultant so that when you are contemplating the finalists, you would have all the information about those individuals that you could obtain. Uh, and then the select board would then make a, uh, a decision and um, and hopefully uh, enter contract negotiations and hire that individual. So this RFP is for the, just so we're clear, for the consultant to assist the town with that process. Marketing the town, drumming up people who would potentially be applicants, and then assisting and sitting with the screening committee and the select board through that process, guiding and advising you along the way. Uh, and a big part of it too is, as I said, doing the background, the reference checks, uh, things of that nature. And again, it's a, uh, an independent third party uh, who would be assisting you through that, uh, through that process. So that's what would be achieved by the document that you have in front of you. In terms of a timeline, uh, we would see that uh, we're required by law to have a two week notice requirement uh, published in a newspaper in uh, Combines, which is the state uh, advertisement uh, uh, publication. Uh, so the advertisement would run on March 2nd in the uh, uh, Telegram and Gazette. The proposals would be due March 15th. Again, this is all tentative, subject to the board's discussion and approval tonight. Uh, so it'd be due March 15th. And then the recommendation would be that in order to keep the process moving and not wait to your next meeting, uh, we'd recommend that the board schedule a brief meeting either on March 15th or 16th to either interview or to make your decision about the consultant. Uh, in all reality, there's three consultants that do all of the recruitments across the state. So you're likely to hear from those three. And uh, depending on how elaborate the selection, you can bring them in to your meeting on the 15th or 16th, conduct interviews. Um, or you can, if you feel comfortable based off the uh, proposals that are submitted, uh, you could move forward and, and uh, make the award from there. So, so that's the uh, RFP uh, and the schedule in a nutshell. I'm happy to answer any questions. The, the scope that's included in here is pretty standard. So this is what any town going through this has roughly you know, this type of a scope of services. Um, uh, and again, just to be clear, the creation of a screening committee, the appointment of a screening committee, that's, you know, that that's the discretion of the board. So however you want that makeup to be uh, is fine. If I can answer yeah. any questions. Actually, yeah, exactly what you just said on the uh, on the scope of work. Um, the second item down consultant shall assist with the formation of a, for every screening committee to include and then it, it details um some formation i'd rather have the consultant that we bring on give us a recommendation as to um the formation yeah, can, of that committee so you can, I, the, the committee can take whatever form the yeah. the board would like you're not so beholden my, my, to you're not beholden to this it's just in general you know they would have uh members of the select board school committee i know people worked up senior staff well you might want to have the superintendent sit on that committee that as was the case in a number of communities as senior staff yeah. but it's open to whatever you want yeah yeah i mean all those in a general sense make make sense my suggestion would be we just cap that bullet at consultant shall assist with formation of a screening committee period and just strike the rest um so that there there isn't a detail a commitment of what it would be like until we hear from that consultant because i that's I fine think i'll make that change then okay um and i think my only other suggestion i 
really do appreciate you taking this on. Um, you're since you're you're vacating this role, you could say, nope, it's all up to you guys. And uh, but you're you're helping us through that transition, which we truly appreciate. Um, since these are board decisions, I would ask that any comments or questions that you get from potential consultants as well as responses, maybe copy Julianne and myself as the chair and vice chair. Um, just so we're in the loop on everything. I'm happy, I'm happy to bow out in the middle of it all together. Honestly, I'm not asking you to <laughs> do that. I'm not looking I, for any extra work on the way out the door. I, I'm, I'm not suggesting you do that. I, I appreciate you uh, dealing with that. Also that you, you can keep the process legit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, generally the, the questions are very basic. Uh, you know, there's a snowstorm. When do we, when do we submit that type of stuff? But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I assume that you you will have, if not already done so, uh, contacted those three or four consultants that do this sort of work and make sure this RFP goes directly to them so they don't accidentally find out about it. Oh, we're going to make these changes and send it to them yeah. tomorrow morning. I just wanted the board to feel comfortable with the, yeah. with the scope that's included. Fantastic. Uh, comments or questions from the board? Julianne and then Scott. Um, yeah, so I, I tend to agree with Mitch about just keeping the um, the screening committee uh, a little more vague than, than what it is here so that we can discuss it with the consultant. But um, who appoints the screening committee? We, we do, the, the board. The select board appoints the screening committee. Okay, just to clear that up. Thank you. Yeah, so it's, at some subsequent meeting, we would decide what that committee would look like. Um, and I've I've seen all sorts of formations of this, um, all, all sorts of different ways. There's no legal standard. Um, there's a lot of commonality among general ways to do it, but I've seen it done a number of different ways. So we'll have that discussion um, with input from the consultant uh, and then form that committee. But they they would be responsible to us. Okay, so right. just to follow up on that, since I'm on the interview subcommittee, I think it would be preferable to have this committee go before the entire board. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's a different, it's a, it's a different process. Yeah. So okay. We would decide exactly what to do as, as a full board, but that's a good, that's a, that's a valid point. I, I agree with you, um, Scott. Okay, thanks. Oh, I'm sorry, Julianne, you're done. Yeah. Okay, Scott, you had your hand up just after Julianne did. Yeah, thanks. I just wanted to say, you know, thanks for the work and and not just putting this together, but bring it into a full discussion tonight. I know at our prior meeting, there's some discussion that in the interest of time to get something drafted, get it out the door. And I had asked to something for the full review of the board. So just wanted to thank, say thanks for, for doing that so we could take a look at it and offer some yeah. adjustments. Again, this is your process. So you need to feel comfortable with it. So um, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to jump in here, but through the chair, the only piece um, that we do want to talk about tonight is that the schedule, because we'll want to let, if we're going to do interviews or we're going to schedule a meeting, we want to, I think you want to get that uh, stake in the ground. Okay. Um, so again, proposals will be due under this schedule at two o'clock on um, March 15th, the Ides of March. Uh, but um, uh so either that evening or the next uh, next day. I'll be, I have an appropriations committee that evening. I, I don't even know if you want me in attendance or not. It's entirely up to you. I'm, this is, needs to be the boards and the community's process. I'm happy to help in any way I can, but I'm not inserting myself in this at all. It's I would, really I would, what, you, what you guys want to do. I would suggest the 16th, if all of Agreed. us are available, um, to give us at least a day to digest yeah. that information. Um, we have to obviously go on an assumption about our member who couldn't be with us tonight. Um, what time would you like to have that meeting? Seven o'clock. Does that work for folks? Okay. Okay, Jason. There's a board. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to flush this out a little bit. Do you have any preference in terms of do you, do you want to, if we're going to conduct interviews, you probably should let you know, we're going to need to communicate that to uh, to the um, consultants. I think we should plan that. If yeah, because we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to have a discussion to decide on 
you know, we, we liked Jane best. And I don't even know if any of the people are named Jane. I'm just, you know, making up a name. Um, and let's not even have interviews and just hire Jane because we wouldn't have a meeting. We would need a couple of, we would need two meetings to sort that through. So I think, I think we just plan on interviews. It, open meeting law question. We would not be able to post the names of people who we are interviewing 48 hours in advance because we wouldn't have their applications in hand until 24 hours in advance. Hopefully that gentleman will let that one slide. <laughs> you could post it interview interview of consultants, but uh, yeah, I mean you don't you're not going to have to necessarily know who they are. Um, I mean we'll know who has requested the RFP. Yeah, yeah. I mean reality is we probably know who they are, but um, I guess I guess the out would be we wouldn't know 48 hours in advance. So yeah, all right. I'm I'm okay, I'm okay with it if others are. But I agree with you, Mitch, in terms yeah. of planning to have interviews. And then if for some reason we'd not need it, it's easier to say they're not needed than to then try to figure out a way to put them back on the schedule. So yeah. let's let's plan for interviews on the 16th. 16, 7 p.m. works for three members here. Um I I tend to think. John isn't needed for that, but I could be convinced otherwise. Um, I, I, I have a conversation that I think I want to have with John separate from the meeting about, about that and related things. So, I'm, yeah. If it's on the 16th, I'm available. You don't need yeah. to make the decision tonight. Okay. Yeah. Whatever, whatever yep. you guys need, however, yep. I can be helpful, really. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to get it out tomorrow. The modification to the screen committee. The due date is the uh, fifteenth on at two p.m. Uh, the we'll post the meeting, uh, including potential interviews for uh, March sixteenth at seven p.m. and uh, and we will mail out. We'll make these changes and we'll mail it out at least to the three consultants that I'm aware of that do ninety nine point nine percent of these recruitments in the Commonwealth, and then anybody else who might throw their hat in. But you really want somebody. My 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 one two cents to you is is the you're going to want somebody that does this in Massachusetts because it's a unique it's a unique environment um, and if you're looking to get somebody potentially who has mass experience you know the, someone from Mass is going to know those people best but again you you'll you'll get what you get and you'll work through that process I'm sure it'll be fine okay okay uh, any other comments or discussions not um did request a motion on this john um if you want yep if you want the I motion, say it would be as amended as amended yes before i do that mr chair there's a hand in the audience oh i did not realize that thank you for pointing that out carrie martinick i'm bringing you in carrie what's Hello. on your mind Hi, Carrie Martin, X16 Hemlock Drive. Um, just a quick comment um, uh, with my planning board hat on. As the board um, considers the selection committee, I would just uh, want the planning board to be up for consideration on that committee and would appreciate that uh, that could be the case. So anyway, thanks for your work on this. Great, thank you, Carrie. All right, Mr. Chair, I move the board, board vote to approve the town administrator recruitment RFP as amended. Uh, with a submission deadline of March 15th, 2023 at 2 p.m. Second. Motion made by Scott, seconded by Jason. Uh, any other discussion? All those in favor, uh, Scott? Aye. Julianne? Aye. Jason? Aye. I also vote aye. Vote is unanimous in favor. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. On that one, uh, next up we have reports. Uh, let's see, uh, Jason, do you have any reports tonight? Uh, no reports this evening, Mr. Chair, thank you. Thank you. Julianne, any reports this evening? Yes, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, okay, so first of all, Westboro is having another um, environmental action fair. This is, uh, the, the last one that I attended was 
really impressive. There's all kinds of vendors there. If people are interested in putting solar panels or um, heat pumps in their house and, and there were students and um, it's, it's an excellent thing to attend. Um, so obviously I have conversations now and then with Pete Dunbeck, who is head of the Westboro Sustainable Committee, and that's the committee that's actually hosting this, uh, this fair. And um, I, I um, have mentioned this in the past, and I, I would like on an agenda item coming up at some point to discuss having a similar committee in our town. Um, and Pete Dunbeck would be very happy to come and talk to us and tell us all the benefits of having such a committee and how they got started. So um, just something to think about. And, um, you know, spring, believe it or not, even though we're having snow, is will be around the corner and Cultural Council is having an event on the Common in June. And we discussed this a few months ago about putting up signs at Blake Street and the other little parking lot by the War Memorial um, so people know where public parking is. And um, I, I would just ask that that be done hopefully before the events start on, on the town common. And um, that's it for me tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Julianne. Scott, any reports? Uh, yes, two items uh, from the Groundwater Advisory Committee, uh, although we just uh, reviewed the warrant summary, uh, which include those proposed uh, zoning bylaw changes. As John mentioned, the Planning Board has continued their public hearing on them until the March 7th. Uh, the proposed change that dissolves the Groundwater Advisory Committee is somewhat contradictory in its current form, so I plan to discuss that at the public hearing. Uh, with the removal of the Groundwater Advisory Committee, the implication then is that the applications will be uh, directed to each of the boards and commissions. Uh, however, it doesn't provide enough time um, for each board and commission to assess, meet, potentially call the applicants before that body deliberate and provide written comments back to the Special Permit Granting Authority. Um, this is kind of why the Groundwater Advisory Committee was formed, right? To provide a streamlined one-stop uh, for those reviews where the associated disciplines from those boards and committees could bring into perspective. So um, despite the rationale to simplify the process, uh, the current uh, format for that, um, could be interpreted that it makes it four times more complicated. So I plan to bring that up uh, and represent uh, this board at the public hearing uh, on the 7th. From the financial planning uh, committee, uh, they've completed their cycle of work for this year. Uh, they've resulted in the recommendations on the capital projects that we uh, reviewed in the warrant summary. Uh, in their final report, uh, which will appear in the town meeting booklet uh, is the following paragraph. The committee continues to recommend the release of ARPA funding for the fire engine and tight tank, which would result in no additional tax impacts to residents. The committee also recognizes that the ARPA funds were designed to be used quickly during the pandemic, which is why they may be released solely by vote of the Board of Selectmen and do not require town meeting approval. However, given that the state of emergency is over, it is concerning that the Board of Selectmen has chosen to ignore the unanimous votes of both the Financial Planning Committee and the Appropriations Committee with regard to how the ARPA funds are used. The committee is concerned that the Selectmen's actions are essentially forcing town meeting to authorize debt for public safety and environmental compliance projects for which there is no discretion, while at the same time holding 2.62 million in available ARPA funds for some future discretionary projects that the town will not be required to vote on. If the fire engine and tight tank projects were funded with ARPA, it would still leave 1.25 million remaining ARPA funds for grant seed funding and other discretionary projects. The committee believes the financially conservative approach would be to use the ARPA funds for projects that are immediately needed and ask the voters to support future discretionary projects once they are known and appropriately defined. That ends my report. Thank you, Scott. Uh, I have no reports tonight. Uh, continuing along, uh, execution of a cemetery deed. Someone would like to make a motion. Mr. Chair, allow me to find my motion. It, I should know this by heart. I move the board vote to execute cemetery deed 1165. Second. Motion made by Jason, seconded by Scott. 
Any discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. Julianne. Aye. Jason. Aye. Scott. Aye. I also vote aye. Vote is unanimous in favor. Um, does anyone have any other business before we have our final public comment and go into executive session? Hearing none, is there any public comment from anyone that would like to say anything? We have Lisa Maselli. Lisa, what's on your mind? Hi, Lisa Maselli, 13 Maple Street. I used to live on Church Street myself, so sorry. Um, I'm, I didn't want to make a comment about town meeting and, um, and advertising for town meeting, since we're always looking for more than just the 250 to possibly 300 people coming in. I think that having any and more information out there at a longer period of time is, uh, is worth whatever small expense it might be. And I do know that there are many towns that I have seen where they actually send in advance the, uh, the warrant with, uh, if you vote this way, this is what it means. If you vote that way, this is what it means. And it helps the people know in advance before they get to town meeting really what's going on. Because we have so many new people, young people coming in to um, the meeting, not understanding what it is that they're voting on. I think it's a great, uh, a great item to consider because ultimately these are the people that make the decision for the money that's spent for the, the bylaws that are passed or removed and how the town is run and how their tax dollars are spent. So I don't believe we should, we should make it uh, as little as possible. We'll leave it up to them to find out about it. I think we should make it a greater path and more information to them in advance. So thank you for letting me express that. Thank you, Lisa. Okay. I see no other hands up, in which case I will entertain a motion to go into executive session. So I'd like to make that motion. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Chair. I move the board vote to enter into executive session pursuant to Mass General Law, Chapter 30A, Section 21, Subsection 3, Collective Bargaining, Update on Negotiations with the Firefighter and Police Officer Unions. Due to the chair's determination that a discussion regarding these matters in an open meeting may have detrimental effect on the position of the board. Second. Motion made by Scott, seconded by Jason. Any discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. Scott. Aye. Jason. Aye. Julianne. Aye. I also vote aye. Vote is unanimous in favor. We are entering executive session to not return into public session at 8.08 .08 p.m. Thank you very much.